Christmas number one rewind, a podcast charting every Christmas number one chart battle ever with Tom Eames. It's Christmas! Welcome to part four of Christmas number one rewind. Last time we went through the golden era of the Christmas number ones, the 1970s, where novelty and glam rock ruled. The battles continued into the 1980s with charity singles, random one-offs, festive favourites and 50s pop stars doing the rounds. 1980 kicked off the decade with the kind of result that only us Brits could come up with. Lower down the chart, Kate Bush's festive track December Will Be Magic Again surprisingly only managed number 32. A much-loved Christmas classic was at number three that year, Jonah Louis' war-themed Stop the Cavalry, and in different years he probably would have gotten the top spot. But John Lennon was tragically shot and killed in December 1980, and various releases, old and new, were out in tribute by Christmas time. Imagine had re entered at number 9. Imagine all the people living for today. And eight years after its original release, Happy Christmas War is Over was at number 4 in Christmas Week, the same number as in 72. And so Lennon was also at number two in Christmas 1980 with his latest song, Just Like Starting Over, having been number one the previous week. But when I see you, darling, it's like we both are falling in love again. It'll be just like starting over. But what could possibly have beaten John Lennon at a time where the world was mourning his loss? Well, ten years after Clive Dunn released Grandad, the St Winifred's School Choir beat Jonah Louie and John Lennon to the Christmas number one spot with There's No One Quite Like Grandma. Written for the 80th birthday of the Queen Mother by Gordon Lorenz, it sold one million copies, most of them Christmas presents from grandchildren. Only at Christmas, eh? She's a friend to me There's no one quite
nothing year in 81 with no big Christmas songs or even random novelty tracks coming out. We did at least have the Snowmen with the Hokey Cokey at number 18, with many people believing it was Ian Jury having a laugh, though it was actually singer Martin Kenshaw doing a very good impression. Right leg in, right leg out, in man, in man, shake it all about, do the up and come in the turn around, that's what it's all about. At the top end, ABBA came in third place with One of Us. We haven't heard from Cliff Richard for a while, but he was back. Daddy's Home was the runner-up in 1981, his third Christmas number two at the time. You're my love, you're my angel, you're the girl of my dreams. And I'd like to thank you for waiting patiently. didn't have the most Christmassy tunes at the top, but it was definitely one of the all-time greatest pop songs ever. The Human League scored a truly massive hit with Don't You Want Me in December that year. The lyrics were inspired after Philip Oakey read a photo story in a teen girls magazine, and though the song had been conceived as a male solo, Oakey was inspired by the film A Star Is Born and decided to turn the song into a conflicting duet with one of the band's two teenage female vocalists, Susan Ann Sully. The song ended up selling over one and a half million records and was the Christmas number one of 1981.
1982 saw the return of more festive songs at the top end of the chart. It's something of a Christmas classic now, but Christmas rapping by the waitresses missed out on the top 40 altogether, peaking at number 45. Christmas music's finest hour, but Sing Along a Santa by Santa Claus and the Christmas Trees was at 19. It was also the first time Cliff Richard had attempted an actual Christmas song. Little Town hit number 11. David Essex made a comeback in 82 and A Winter's Tale, written by Mr Womble's Mike Batt, was at number 7. Five years previously, David Bowie recorded the duet with Bing Crosby on the latter's Merry Old Christmas TV special. Peace on Earth and Little Drummer Boy wasn't available as a single until 1982, and its first time release got to number three. Peace on Earth, can it be? Years from now, perhaps we'll see. Shaken Stevens was the next big thing at the time, and his special EP, including a cover of Blue Christmas, was at number two. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. But it was another random one-hit wonder which was Christmas number one of 1982. The infamous duet from René and Renato and Save Your Love was the surprise winner that year. The song was written by Johnny Edwards, the creator and voice of robot TV character Metal Mickey, and his wife Sue. It was the first ever totally indie number one and it sold over 980,000 copies. René, whose real name was Hilary Lester, did not appear in the video for Save Your Love, instead she was replaced by a model. Renato sadly died after surgery for a brain tumour in 2009, age 69, but he'll forever go down as a Christmas number one icon.
There are some downright strange Christmas singles in 83, including Santa Claus and the Christmas Trees trying again, this time with Sing Along a Santa again at 39, plus the Jingle Bells with Christmas Spectre at 37. And then future father Ted star Frank Kelly was at number 34 with Christmas Countdown. Day 6. Nola, what are you trying to do to us? It isn't that we don't appreciate your generosity. But the six geese have not alone nearly murdered the calling birds, but they laid their eggs on top of the vet's head from the pear tree, and his bill was £68 in cash. My mother is munching 60 grains of Valium a day and talking to herself in a most alarming way. You must keep your feelings for me in check, Governor. Day 7. Nola. Dennis Waterman and George Cole released a duet in character from their TV series Minder, with What Are We Gonna Get Her Indoors reaching number 26. Christmas for early indoors Well, that's your problem, isn't it? Don't tell me your problems Cos this one's yours Tried shopping? That's typical Right, and no respect You made me laugh, you poop No, Terence, please Just leave me out After all I've done for you What are we gonna get for early indoors? Paul McCartney had another Christmassy offering in 83, but Pipes of Peace was released a little too late and it stalled at number 22 for Christmas before hitting number one in January. Pretenders released their festive ballad 2000 Miles, which hit number 15 that week. Into the top three, and at number three was Culture Club's latest single, Victims. Love and we never tell what places our hearts in the wishing well. Love leads us into the stream, and it sink or swim like it's always been. And I keep on loving you, it's the only thing to do. When the angel sings, there are greater things. Can I give them all to you? Ooh. And ten years after they secured the Christmas number one for 73, Slade made a surprise comeback. Not only was a re-release of Merry Christmas Everybody at number 20. So They also ended up as runners up for 83 with the latest song, My Oh My. We all need someone to talk to, my oh my. We all need someone to talk to, my oh my. You need a shoulder to cry on. Call me, I'll be standing by. We all need someone to talk to, my oh my. But it was another surprise package at the top for 83, as one-hit wonders The Flying Pickets took their a cappella cover of Yazoo's Only You to the top. Although not technically a Christmas song, it is still remembered each December. It was apparently one of Margaret Thatcher's favourite songs, though somewhat ironic given the band's socialist views. Singer David Brett later said, Getting the Christmas number one was a big deal. I'd always wanted to be in the studio when someone made a number one record. I never imagined it would be us. Looking from a window above, it's like a story. It's only a game And I need you 
all-time greatest Christmas number one races. So much so that Queen's attempt at a Christmas song, Thank God It's Christmas, surprisingly only managed number 32 for Christmas week. Rocket Alvin Stardust attempted a Christmas comeback with his track So Near to Christmas, landing at 29. Reissue of Wizards I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day was out in 84 and it landed at number 23. Gary Glitter also made a comeback and here's another rock and roll Christmas was at number 8. Another song that's not strictly about Christmas but has become synonymous with this time of year, mainly due to its festive music video, is The Power of Love from Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Already a big number one, it was at number six that week. The power of love, a force from above, cleaning my soul. Flame on burn A bit of novelty fun at number four with the Toy Dolls punk cover of Nelly the Elephant. And Paul McCartney was there again, this time with the frog chorus of all things, from Rupert the Bear, singing We All Stand Together at number three. Rain, 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 rain. 
two absolute Christmas pop classics filled the top two that year. Any normal year and Wham's Last Christmas would easily have been number one, but it had to make do with the runner-up spot, despite selling by the bucket load. Paired with Everything She Wants, this won't be the last time that we'll hear from the duo. Written by George Michael in his childhood bedroom while the duo were visiting his parents, the song, with its famous Ski Lodge music video, has since sold over 1.9 million copies and is the best-selling single ever to never get to number one. George Michael couldn't have been too displeased as he was involved in the number one too, and they donated all the earnings to the song to What Beat It. Michael Burke's haunting report of the famine in Ethiopia, Bob Geldof and Midyear quickly assembled a charity record, something that hadn't really been done on that scale before. Featuring some of Pop's biggest stars including George Michael, Boy George, Paul Young, Sting and Bono, it was recorded in late November and Rush released. Band-Aid's Do They Know It's Christmas became the best-selling song ever at the time and went on to become a Christmas anthem. The images were so arresting in, in a sort of almost pornographic way if you like that it riveted your attention. All I knew was pop music. All I could do was write a few tunes. The only way we could make money within this narrow band of time between October and December, a Christmas song. But if the rats did it, it wasn't guaranteed to be a hit, if it was going to be a hit at all. So that was futile. So I thought, I'll just call up people I've met over the last 10 years in pop. You said, yeah, great, but like, you know, have you got a song? And I said, no, but I thought we'd, we'll do a cover of something, some Bob Dylan-y type cover, some appropriate song. And you said, let, let, you know, I'll put together something, you put together something, and, and let's see what we come up with. There was an absolute commitment to the idea that music could, if not change things, certainly influence change. And that, to me, is what rock and roll always offered. Um, other universes, other possibilities. That um, change was not only desirable, it was inevitable. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. At Christmas time, we let in light and we banish it.
1985 was full of Christmas favourites, but also some questionable choices. Just missing out on the top 40 altogether was a cover of White Christmas by none other than Keith Harris and Orville. Bruce Springsteen made an attempt with his version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town at number 11 that week. The Snowman first aired on Channel 4 in 1982, and by 1985 it had become something of a Christmas favourite in the UK. That year, an altered version was recorded for use in a TV advert for Toys R Us. As the original singer Peter Orty's voice had broken by then, composer Howard Blake recommended Alan Jones instead. While Peter Orty's original was also released as a rival, it only got to number 42 for Christmas 85. We're while Alla Jones's version reached number 5 and became the more famous version. The success of Band-Aid and Wham! the previous year led to reissues of both in 85, with Wham! finishing at 6 and Band-Aid at 3. But the runner-up that year went to a young Whitney Houston with Saving All My Love For You. She was beaten, however, by a song which was originally supposed to have been released the previous year, but Shaken Stevens decided to wait when he heard about Band-Aid. Produced by 1970s Christmas chart topper Dave Edmonds, it has since gone on to become one of the nation's best-loved festive tunes. The might of Shaken Stevens won over the British public, and his festive party song Merry Christmas Everyone was the winner of the 85 battle. You know, you know, you, you can't please uh, people all the time, but uh, I think the majority of uh, people lo- love that song, and, and it's, it's got all the Christmas uh, uh, lyrics in there and, and everything. And I always wanted to do, uh, uh, to, to try and get uh, that number one spot, and uh, it happened with this one. Snow is falling.
1986 Christmas chart battle wasn't one of the most memorable compared to previous years, purely because there was pretty much zero Christmas offerings after the festive feast from the first half of the 80s. Perhaps there was a bit of Christmas fatigue at this point and no one could be bothered. And not even reaching the top 40 was Christa Berg's A Space Man Came Travelling, first released in 1975 and re-recorded for 86, but only reached number 45 in Christmas week and scraped in at number 40 the week after. The closest we got to a Christmas song was Spitting Images, Santa Claus is on the Dole at number 22. At the top end, Stadium Rock Anthem The Final Countdown by Europe was at number 3. The surprise hit was the runner-up that year, an a cappella version of Caravan of Love by the House Martins, featuring the beautiful South Paul Heaton and a young Norman fatboy Slim Cook. It fell to number two at Christmas, having been number one the week before. Every woman, every man, join the caravan of love. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Everybody take a stand, join the caravan of love. Stand up, stand up, stand up, I'm your brother. But the winner of 86 was even more of a surprise, and one that I reckon most people would forget. Following the retro style of Shaken Stevens, rock and roll music had something of a revival in the mid to late 80s, with films like Back to the Future bringing back 50s favourites. Jackie Wilson's Reet Petit was reissued in 1986, following its use in a downright creepy claymation video on the BBC Two documentary series Arena. This proved to be so popular that in almost three years after Wilson's death, the song became a number one in the UK for four weeks, selling over 700,000 copies 29 years after its chart debut, including the Christmas chart topper.
an intriguing battle ensued in 1987. Rick Astley was one of the biggest new stars from the Stock Aitken and Waterman factory, and his cover of When I Fall in Love was at number four. When I fall in love, it will be forever. Or I'll never fall in love. And this prompted a re-release from the most famous version from Nat King Cole, which was at number seven. In a restless world like this is, love is ended before it's begun. And too many moonlight kisses. Seem to cool in the warmth of the sun. Comet Relief brought out a festive single that year in the form of Mel Smith and Kim Wilde's version of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, which ended up at number three. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, have a happy holiday. Keep in mind, Melvin. Everyone's dancing merrily in the new But like 1984, 1987 had one of the biggest Christmas songs ever settling for number two. Often voted the UK's favourite Christmas pop song, and it has re-entered the top 40 every year since downloads and later streaming was introduced, Fairy Tale of New York from the Pogues and Kirsty McColl had to make do with the runner-up spot. The song, featuring a couple bickering at Christmas, came out after the Pogues' former producer Elvis Costello made a wager with Shane McGowan that the band couldn't write a Christmas hit single. McGowan more than won the bet, as the song has since sold over 1.4 million records as of 2019. Won't see another one And then we sang a song The rare old mountain tear I turned my face away And dreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in late into one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true by a cover of Always On My Mind, made famous by Elvis Presley by the Pet Shop Boys, which they first performed on an Elvis tribute show on Channel 4 called Love Me Tender, to mark the 10th anniversary of his death. Their performance was so well received that the duo decided to record the song and release it as a single, and it is generally considered one of the all-time greatest cover versions. The Pogue Shane McGowan was reported to have said, We were beaten by two queens and a drum machine.
more festive fun in 1988, however something of a chart travesty. Chris Rea's Driving Home for Christmas is considered one of the ultimate Christmas songs today, but it only managed number 58 at the time. In recent years it has fared far better, reaching as high as number 11 in 2018 thanks to streaming. I'm driving home for Christmas Oh, I can't wait to see those faces Christmassy Keeping the Dream Alive by German band Freiheit was at number 27 that week and would eventually climb to the top 20 by January before becoming something of a festive favourite years later. Ross were becoming one of the biggest pop groups around and they attempted a version of Silent Night which was at number 6. Erasure also had an intriguing attempt at the crown after seeing their synth-pop rivals Pet Shop Boys triumph the year before. Their Crackers International EP, which included a version of God Rescue Merry Gentleman, was at number three. Neighbours was at its height in the late 80s, mainly thanks to the wedding of Scott and Charlene, or Carly and Jason. The song played during the wedding, Suddenly, by Angry Anderson, was a Christmas number four. And a special duet from the minds of Stock Aitken and Waterman, especially for you, was the runner-up at number two. As for number one, it was another surprise comeback for Cliff Richard. Mistletoe and Wine was his 99th single and his 12th number one. It was also his second Christmas number one, having previously achieved it with I Love You back in 1960. Plus it became the best-selling single of 1988. The song was actually written for a musical called Scraps, which was an adaptation of Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Match Girl, set in Victorian London. It was adapted for television in 1987, starring Roger Daltrey and Twiggy. The song initially had a different meaning as the writers wanted a song that sounded like a Christmas carol, intending it to be sung ironically while the little match girl is kicked out into the snow, and for the TV version the song had become a lusty pub song sung by Twiggy. Cliff Richard liked the song though, but changed the lyrics to reflect a more religious theme. Even with Mistletoe and Wine, although in my heart of hearts I thought, this is such a simple sweet song, it could really make it. It's like we don't talk anymore. I could never say to anybody, I knew it was going to be number one. I get letters saying, we knew it was going to be number one, but of course nobody really does know. And so with every record you think, is this going to be the big flop? And it's always on the cards, because you know, if you make a record that no one likes, no one's going to buy it.
1989 was a relatively forgettable Christmas number one race in comparison to previous years. At the top end of the chart, we had a surprise re-release of the novelty song Donald Wears Your Trousers by Andy Stewart at number four. Originally from 1960, it became a big hit after Simon Mayo kept playing it on his radio show. I've just come down from the Isle of Skye, I'm no very big and I'm awful shy, and the lassies shout when I go by, Donald Wears Your Trousers, let the wind blow high, let the wind blow low. Through the streets in my kit I'll go All the lassies say hello Down the Persian trousers Jason Donovan was still doing the rounds And he was at number three with When You Come Back To Me Nineteen eighty nine saw the major popularity of Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers, who got to number one three times with fifties and sixties mega mixes of popular classics that year. They almost claimed the Christmas number one too with a festive medley. Let's Party featured samples of Slade, Wizard and others, and was the runner up in eighty nine.
But it was the return of the charity record and Band-Aid for the 1989 winner. This time, Band-Aid 2, which was basically a collection of the many Stock Aitman and Waterman lineup, such as Kylie and Jason and Bananarama, alongside the likes of Bross, Cliff Richard and Chris Rea, and it topped the chart with a largely forgotten version of Do They Know It's Christmas. It came about after Bob Geldof called Pete Waterman to ask if he would consider producing a new version of the song featuring the big stars from that time. Waterman immediately postponed his own wedding and began calling up his artists. With just two days notice, a recording took place with Geldof in the studio and it aired on radio just two days later. There you go, the 1980s Christmas chart battles was a rather mixed bag, several one-hit wonders, two charity records of the same song, a song from the 1950s, and a couple of Christmas classics made the list. Join me next time when we'll look back at the 1990s, the era of girl power and power ballads. 